I mean, like, growing up, I would be, like, taken as, like, full Chinese by the people who saw me, and then, like, I get to China, and they think I look like fucking Justin Bieber. Blah. Bro, you've got me fucked up. <laughs> Thin, salty, fatty fries, as opposed to traditional, classical Belgian fries. Belgium makes better chocolate than Switzerland, just so you know. KFC chicken, you just can't be doing that and have like any sort of respect. I can't lie to my fans. The Midwest fucking sucks, bro. What, is that wrong? Are you telling me I'm wrong? Max, if you're seeing this, I just want to let you know that you don't have the guts to put this in the final cut of the video. What's going on everyone? Welcome back to Sip and Soju. We have a very special guest, my good friend and roommate right now, Mr. Jonathan Chen. Hello, hello interwebs. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. Have you uh, have you seen any of the previous episodes? <laughs> um, I was advised to be aware of the halftime show, I think. Yeah, yeah. But nothing else, nope. It's a, it's a fun component of the show that uh, I think you'll get a kick out of, but... <laughs> Are you going to put your notes somewhere in the background so I can screen cheat? Put my note? Yeah. I'm, I'm the first non-Zoom guy oh, on here, yeah. so I figured I might have a, an upper, upper hand, perhaps. No, that's actually a really good call-out because I totally forgot that I'm not over Zoom. Um, so, yeah, like, we're currently in my, in my studio. Um, got the Yeti mic here. Both got the beers going, uh, so definitely doing things a lot better this time, so hopefully you guys enjoy the quality and everything, but... Mr. Matt, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, this is, uh, a summer shandy. Shout out to James Ridgway for, for the free beer. <laughs> what about yourself? I gotta rep my, uh, my heritage right now. I've got a Belgian-style dark ale. Okay. Yep. Called Trois Pistoles. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know it means three. The way you said it, I would not have guessed that you didn't know what it meant. I mean, I I sort of have uh, some exposure to the French language, but I can tell you the first word means three, and this sticker has three spires of some sort of building. So I'm gonna guess Pistole means like spire or tower or something like that. And have you ever had that specific beer before? Or? Not this beer, not this company either. Okay. It's a Canadian beer. I, I feel like Canadian beers have been uh, something... Hot new. topic. <laughs> Hot topic as of late. Yeah. Um, no, but first time trying it, not so bad. I usually don't go for dark style beer, but it's pretty good. Awesome. Well, for those of you who don't know Jonathan, most likely everyone. Uh, Jonathan, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, we can start with like where you're from, you know, um, where you went to college, where, where you are now, and then also uh, any fun facts. Yeah, sure. So my name is Jonathan, Jonathan Chen. I am originally born in Michigan, but I've only really lived there for the first three or so years of my life. So afterwards, I went to uh, North Carolina to Winston-Salem. I spent pretty much 
the rest of my life up till end of college, just living in there. Um, I went to Wake Forest University. That is the city where Winston-Salem is as well. So I was, I was a townie back there. Yeah, I then started uh, work at Epic, became roommates with Max in the last year and a half, two years almost. Um, that's sort of my background, I guess. I am half Chinese, half Belgian, so that's the reason for the beer to to rep that for all my all those people who uh, take a look at me and is like, hmm, I don't know what ethnic background that guy is. Yeah, do you actually mind getting to the camera a little closer so so the viewers can get a close up? <laughs> this ain't natural. <laughs> oh yeah, true. The lighting makes uh, I think the lighting does wonders. It's really making the it's glossing up my do right now. I'll give you that. Yeah. Speaking of do, I, I desperately need a haircut. I almost considered like putting a bag over my face or like having a hat. You should do that anyways. <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. But no, that, that's awesome, man. So, when did you? So you were born in the U.S., right? I was. Yep. Me okay. and my brother. Gotcha. So like, I guess could you give a little more backstory as to like your Belgian heritage and like how that came about? Yeah, so my dad is Chinese, my mother is Belgian. They met because my dad did his um, graduate studies at the Belgian university that my mom went to for undergraduate. Um, they got married and they moved to the U.S. Uh, I want to say 1991. Okay. They stayed there for some time. They were affiliated with, uh, I think, my mother was taking classes, uh, not at University of Michigan, I believe it, Wayne State, something like that in that area. Yeah. Um, I was born in 97. I'm the oldest child. Uh, the leader of the pack. Leader of the pack. Leader of the pack of two. I have one other sibling. My brother was born a couple years after me. Pretty much right after he was born is when we moved. Um, yeah. And then... 24 years old now it's been a minute i know it's been it's been a hot minute right it's been 24 years or so i'd say yeah that's that's awesome man i i've met a lot of different people but never someone who's like i never met anyone from like who's like belgian so that's yeah. really cool um I don't, I don't suppose that necessarily translates just looking at me face value yeah yeah but do you think like culturally you've picked up any like Belgian specific traits or is there anything that like runs in your family that you're like oh this is definitely like a Belgian tradition or something like that uh I think a lot of the significant things that like make Belgian culture stand out is a lot with the food so not necessarily any like personality but rather, like, the, the food that I've been exposed to, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one lesser-known fact is that French fries are actually a Belgian creation. So You get out of here. If you ever... <laughs> That's I mean, crazy, yeah. It, it's on, aside for a lot of dishes, you've got waffles, of course. Belgian famous for that. Belgium makes better chocolate than Switzerland, just so you know. And, of course, the beers. Those are the... Like, the three main things um 
Yeah. So I think it was very interesting growing up having that sort of European and Asian background. Uh, very not typical American. Um, but I feel like that's not necessarily something that you couldn't relate to. Yeah. Being that, yeah, I, I, Jonathan already knows this, but for, the, for everyone else tuning in, I am also, um, my parents are immigrants as well, so they're from Shanghai and they immigrated to the U.S., um, and hence I popped out and I was born, so, um, but going back to what you said about the whole french fry thing, was, is there a specific, like, type of cut of fries? Is it, like, the thick ones, the thin ones? Like, which one was invented first, you know? So, typical Belgian fries are a little on the thicker side. They're not really salted like you would find with fast food fries because it's more a side for a dish. Okay. Um, a lot of the focus when you get them is, like, what kind of uh, dipping you get with that. They're a lot more focused on... The sauce. The sauce, essentially. And ketchup is not... It's, a, I guess, an option, but it's not really very traditional. Okay. Usually you want to find uh, a mayonnaise or something. And I know that probably first reaction for a lot of people is, like, mayo. Yeah, mayo. Really, it's kind of thick. It's not It's not the same kind of mayo that Hellman's is, for example. It's not. It's a little lighter. It's definitely more flavorful. Um, if you're ever in Belgium, you might just find, like, a, a street vendor who's just selling fries and it comes with... Um, some sort of garlic mayo on yeah. the side. It's a lot better than just saying mayonnaise and french fries would to a normal <laughs> American. Yeah, because yeah. the American version of those foods is just different enough where it doesn't make sense to do that. But I promise you, it's, it's very good. It's very normal outside of the U.S. I think I've had... I think I've had the exact sauce you're talking about. Maybe it wasn't like mm-hmm. the, the one that you get in like Belgium... But, like, it's, it's like, an aioli, right? It's, like, a mayo-garlic yeah. aioli. Yeah, I think I've yeah. had that, like... I think somewhere here in Madison, Wisconsin, actually. Madison would be a place to do it. Yeah, maybe. That's that's cool. So, like, do you think Belgian fries are superior to, like, let's say, a fine establishment like McDonald's? Ah, uh, yes. The yield golden arches. I feel like that's not... Honestly, the comparison is a little harder to make than it might seem because the American version of fries is a lot fattier and saltier. It's definitely more appealing at a base level. Gotcha. I mean, I've obviously got bias, but I would take Belgian fries any any day. But there's definitely, there's obviously a market for the Americanized version. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's got a place in my heart too. Um, but can't beat the classic. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I've ever had the, the Belgian style fry, but would definitely be curious to try it if I ever get the chance. You should. In addition to fries, you said chocolates are also superior in Belgium. What's, what's the difference like in like flavor or like taste? Like, um, or can you even tell the difference? (laughs) So it just has the branding on it. No, you can tell. Okay. Belgian chocolate, I mean, to tell this story p- properly, you got to go all the way back to some shady European Take me back. colonial history, I guess. Uh, when everyone was, or every like major Western European power was going after Africa 
splitting it up uh, into a bunch of colonies. Britain and France got most of the continent. Belgium really only had one major colony, and that was what is now known today as the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which is a large portion of Central Africa. It has a ton of rainforest, and it was a really great place to source cocoa beans. Um, so that's sort the of origin. like the, the origin. They had access to the best like, you know, ingredients. And so they became known for their chocolate production. And just over the years, they've learned how to, to refine it. And it's at a state now where, you know, the stuff that you get from Belgium is just richer. It's smoother. They have all this other sorts of variants. Like, you know, if you can think like a, like one of those Godiva boxes that has all this fun shapes and fillings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, A lot of it is inspired on stuff that Belgian chocolatiers started. Um, it's, like, one of the main exports, really, for uh, Belgium as well. Um, and now, of course, like, these days, most Western countries are producing chocolate as well, but Belgium was... They're famous for a reason. Gotcha. Um, and... Are they more known for like milk chocolate or dark chocolate? When you say chocolate, like what like what type did they start? I mean, kind of everything. Around? Okay. You have to. I mean, like for the most part, dark chocolate kind of has to be the the starting point because it's like the purest form. It's like the most rich in cocoa yeah. powder. Um, personally, I'm a milk chocolate kind of guy. Um, I just like take the edge off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think for me, I, I like dark chocolate better. I feel like I, I kind of like the bitterness, but like I guess to each their own. I mean, I drink beer too. <laughs> it's not that I don't like dark chocolate. It's just yeah, a it's a preference. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's cool, man. I. And have you been to Belgium? Oh yeah, I um. How, how many times? Yeah. I honestly lost count. I think. I'm very fortunate to be able to say something like that. Um, having my cultural background with like half of my family's basically living in Europe full time, another half is in China the whole time. Uh, I've been able to travel to both places a lot, particularly during summers, pre-COVID, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, travel is something that I was exposed to at a really young age. And it's uh, one of the things that I like to do most, honestly. Um, I've been able to visit many European countries because there's a lot of small ones in a sort of close area. The Eurozone makes it easy to, to get around. So I've uh, done a number of trips. Um, I've got a lot of opinions on foods of the world yeah. as well. Um, Would you say that's impacted your like love for geography because I, I i know that you well i mean to, to give a little context for your 23rd birthday mm-hmm. we got you a custom hoodie that had like continents and everything on them and you pointed out that there's there's a manufacturing flaw because like what, what like two couple of the countries were like written down twice or something like that 
They just misspelled Nicaragua. <laughs> I mean, common mistake. You, you just can't be doing that and have like any sort of respect for your product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I would say traveling contributed to my love of geography as well. I kind of feel like I have like a more spatially oriented mind. I feel I've seen I felt that like maps and just like navigation came to me quicker, I guess, than it seemed to come to other people. And this is, this is sort of the, the humble brag uh, section of the, the video, I guess, but I don't, it's just something that interested me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I picked it up. I feel like that's a really useful hobby and interest as well. So like the more you travel, like, well, it ta- I feel like it takes two skills. Number one, it takes a skill to like actually know where you're going. It's like finding locations. And then a second skill is like actually being able to dig into like what there is to do there. Cause like, yeah. like going on Yelp, going on these deep dives to figure out like, oh, the best restaurants, the bars, and all that stuff. I feel like I've personally learned a lot from doing that, just from like traveling mm-hmm. more recently. But um, yeah, I feel like those two things are they definitely go hand in hand with just like geography. Yeah, and I, I like how you touched on just like getting like a, a sense of other cultures and stuff. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do with our free time is just to live outside of your normal world and see how other people spend their days yeah um just getting enlightened really yeah culture shock is real and i dare people to go out experience and experience it. it speaking of culture shock you're out in the midwest that's something that i take it before what are you talking about i was born in the midwest were you I, were you not, oh man, you're not listening to what I said earlier? Yo, cut. <laughs> I told you, I was born in Michigan. Michigan, yeah. I moved away before I could really remember it. Exactly. So like, that's what, you're right. That's what I was intending. Come on, guys. Yo, roll the clip back. <laughs> but yeah, I guess technically. From what you can remember. From what I can remember, what? Like, from what you can remember, like, you didn't really have many experiences, like, being able to, like, explore the Midwest, because you were such a, like, a child. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't form many memories while I was living in Michigan. I guess I would just be technically southern born and raised, but where I'm from, it's not, it doesn't feel like the south. Yeah, North Carolina is, like, it's, I feel like... Parts of North Carolina are really south, parts aren't. I mean, there's parts in Virginia that are more south than where I'm from. yeah. Honestly, Wisconsin is, like, pretty southern. I guess I can see what you're yeah. getting at. But, yeah, I guess, like, overall, how was how was the move from, like, like being in Winston-Salem for four years and then going to, like, randomly Madison, Wisconsin? Like, what was, was your first initial impression? I was definitely a, a shot in the dark. Um, it could have gotten a lot worse. Or it could have gone a lot worse than I think it did. I mean... I moved during a pandemic. I really only knew one person I was going with. As it stands right now, my brother and my mom are the closest people to me, and they are in North Carolina still. Everyone else is a continent away. I don't have any like family around. And that's been like a recurring theme. Like with All my other friends are going to see their family on a long weekend or something like that. Um, coming here was scary to be sure. Um, I think I was fortunate to be able to like find a group of people to connect with. He found me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> no, because like through James, like that's how we all met together. Mm-hmm. And we, we also like I feel like we faced on a couple of times just to like I had get to meet each other. Yeah, yeah, but but also like you don't really know someone until you actually like meet them and live with them. So yeah, I mean signing a lease for a place we'd never walked into. Yeah, at the same time, and then like going to work in a, a state where you have no connections is. It's a, an adjustment, to be sure. Yeah, speaking of, like, living in a place, so this is actually the the place where we initially tried to move to. It's it's a farmhouse. Um, there's technically five bedrooms, well, four bedrooms, but we pretty much converted, like, the living room area into John's room because it's massive and, like, we don't need that space. But, yeah, like, we found this property on... I think I, I may have you found it, it yeah. on like Google. I just typed in like four bedroom like areas, and this is one of the first ones that popped up. And we literally got like a, a house tour on Facetime, and the reception was so bad that like our landlord would like be glitching between rooms, and she'd be like, "Yeah, did you guys see that?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, it looked good." And we literally only see like a, like a white door, <laughs> so <laughs> it was definitely like a little bit nerve wracking, given that you know none of us had ever been here before. But I think. It is nice, and I feel like the transition could have been a lot worse, like you said. Mm-hmm. It is nice when you have, like, at least, like, a small, you know, core group of people that you're going into the dark with, you know? It makes yeah. it a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I guess overall, what are your thoughts on living in a farmhouse? Have you ever lived on a farm before? No. I mean... <laughs> I guess it, it, it looks pretty out of the way, but... We kind of are in a pretty good spot. The, the, the routes that you need to take to work into to the downtown, pretty straightforward. Um, and then you get out here. Parking has been a cinch, you know. Love that. Uh, the space, the price, the, the cost of living has been great. Yeah. Um, so, plus Madison itself is a cool place to live. So, as far as, like, like the environment definitely cool place to be no complaints there um moving in a pandemic has affected things obviously but i completely agree i think the pen yeah definitely getting first of all we're i think we're all pretty fortunate to like have employment during the pandemic because i know a lot of things just completely shut down and thankfully like i think everyone in your family and mine as well like no one was really impacted by covid so that was that was good. Um, but what was, I guess, speaking of the pandemic, what was, mm-hmm. like, the hardest challenge for you, would you say? Because, like, I think we both graduated class of 2020, right? Yep. So was a portion of your last semester, like, just, like, canceled or just remote? Uh, you're bringing up some bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's dig into it. This is why we're on Sip and Soju podcast. Uh, all right. I mean, Yeah. Whose uh, who's senior year, class of 2020, wasn't ruined at the end of it? Yeah. I had, I had stuff lined up. Everyone did. Uh, what did you have lined up? Because I'm trying to re- reminisce on, <laughs> on the more devastating times. my heartstrings. Out. Yeah. Preferably if you could cry on the podcast, too. That would be really cool clickbait. Oh, yeah? Well, you want to get the, the thumbnail shot? Yeah. I have some eye drops. We could do that later. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, there are some, like, formals towards the end of the year. Some, like senior celebration stuff uh some like after party you know like beach trip 
a bunch of stuff just got like just completely gone completely gone yeah not only that you just like you are like one day you're just like in your normal day-to-day you you see people and you don't realize you're never going to see them in person again for the rest of your life or something like that yeah i mean like there's still people that are like that for me some of my friends that i've been able to, to keep in touch with but just like you know they're just like gone before you know it and it's just like tough because like there's always that one last trip or that one last meal or that one last just like get together in person that you want to do right i mean you could say that forever but at least when you have a normal graduation you're prepared for it yeah no that's true everyone's like we know this is the date that this is going to happen and then for us it was just blindside you know yeah was it around like april or or march or April? spring break march okay gotcha mid-march wasn't it yeah the same happened for me um but luckily i just went with like some of my good friends from college to one of their homes mm-hmm. and then we were all hanging out together and then we realized like covid like had really severely hit the u.s mm-hmm. and then we were actually planning on going straight to barcelona but then we had to scrap those plans and I just went back home to be with family. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, with every L you take, there's a W somewhere along the horizon waiting oh, for I you to grab. straight A's that semester, though. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, let's go. Straight A's. <laughs> and I didn't take pass-fail classes. All right? That was, that was, that was legit. <laughs> oh. I took one class pass-fail, and I, I was taking it pass-fail before COVID started. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so it doesn't. Fine. Yeah. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. I'm gonna. And I did pass it, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I, I believe you. <laughs> I'm gonna do this real quick. I'm gonna scroll down a bit. Yeah, so. Alright, we're, we're, we're gonna reset real quick. Um, yeah, so in terms of moving out to Madison, Wisconsin, I guess like out of out of all the opportunities that were available and out of like we're, we're going to start over. So, given that you studied math and economics in college and um, I can imagine you're pretty good with numbers and you definitely understand like data and stuff like that. I'm curious what made you ultimately decide to move to Madison, Wisconsin to pursue a job um, at Epic? Uh, I mean, to admit, Epic was not what I thought I would do uh, coming out of college. I was looking at applied mathematics and things like that. I was flirting with the idea of actuarial science at one point. Um, statistics I was a stat minor just some sort of like data analysis was the track that I was picturing but you know first job out of college you're just trying to trying to find something that you might be interested in and one of the early one of the early college decisions that I had to make was like I was feeling some pressure to become a doctor like both my parents so like a lot of people I took chem classes and started to go down the pre-med track um and 
it just wasn't for me. I I got out early enough, so I didn't ruin my life. But uh, <laughs> I feel like you, I feel like shots just, fired. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I was no no because it's not ruining your life if you go through with it. Yeah. But like if you like go down the pre med track and you bail out late because you realize you don't like it at that point. So me. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> no, wait, you know it's pre med. You tripping, man. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you mentioned, apparently, I ruined my life. Um, but it, even a little bit... You know what? That's... Uh, forget I said anything. <laughs> We're talking about me. I'm being... Oh, okay. yeah. Yo, well, my bad. But to, to anyone who is who's also watching as well, I think they're definitely... Like, being pre-med is definitely, like, a huge commitment and obligation. And to be fair, like, going from high school to college, if, like, you have parents who are like healthcare professionals or if you have friends who are maybe doctors it can be very enticing for you to want to pursue that path but ultimately i think in college especially during your freshman and sophomore year when you get opportunities to actually like try things out hopefully they'll give you a better indication of whether you actually want to do it because like how it looks is not necessarily always what the day-to-day lifestyle is you know and for myself uh, contrary to, to the belief that I, I ruined my life, <laughs> um, I I was I was pre med pretty much until senior year of college, and I did all the pre med requirements. I just needed to basically take the MCAT, and that was the, the final step and hurdle that I just decided I didn't want to do because there were other things I wanted to pursue, and there were more experiences that I wanted to gather that weren't related to being in school and being a doctor for um, you know the four years of you know schooling and then also like residency as well so that's kind of how i ended up i did not know you were pre-med though that's uh, interesting for like maybe a semester fake <laughs> yo he fake though i just took the <laughs> i just got my foot in the door so if i wanted it to go down that route i could yeah i decided pretty early on that's not what i wanted to do though and then that goes back to like why epic is like you know it's a healthcare company it's along the, the same mission of like what I was you know I believed in like helping others but in a format that suited my strengths better I guess yeah I think that's also one thing that I did not get exposure or know about prior to college mm-hmm. it's that like yeah like a lot of people that want to become a doctor or like a healthcare provider they're like hey I want to help people and there are multiple, there are like, there's so many options in the world to help people. You could literally be um, in a position like Jonathan where he's working for Epic, like an EHR company, and helping out bettering the system so that healthcare providers can, you know, basically have a more streamlined process of, you know, getting through patients and making sure that they're taken care of. And I feel like that's an opportunity that I did not know about um, prior to college, so... Definitely don't count anything out. You never know what you're going to like. And if you don't like something, you realize it in college, it's never too late. Life is about learning. And as long as you're always curious about learning, I feel like that's the most important thing, you know. I'm totally just saying that because you think I failed failed at life. (laughs) I never said that. I just said, like, I I was getting at the idea. Like, I wouldn't want to put that much time into a track and not go down it. But, like, at the end of the day, if that's not what you want, then you're making the right choice by stepping out. No, for sure. And I, I don't think it's a waste either because I've definitely learned and developed skills that I feel like are 
tangible and transferable mm-hmm. and not like the most common sense way because like i just feel like anything you learn like you know you do research in a lab you learn how to work with a team you learn how to troubleshoot problems you learn how to use critical thinking like throw that into any profession and i bet you that you'll use those same skills just yeah. maybe not in the most literal sense you know there's definitely a lot of transferable skills yeah it's just like hey like i I'm, i want to make this this nice mayo garlic aioli sauce maybe the ratio is not right so you got to critically think about it and you know arrange the ingredients together yo bro epic culinary is hiring <laughs> yeah yeah no um and for everyone that doesn't know a little bit more about epic systems um essentially it's a huge campus right it's a theme park it's a theme park it's like an amusement park yeah pretty much like disneyland except for work right <laughs> right some people work at disneyland you know okay well but but like okay yeah fair i guess for context yeah it's an office building but it doesn't look like it's an office building it's m- multiple buildings that all have their own themes and whatnot and it's literally extravagant because we profit off of the hospital systems and they line their pockets so yeah we're doing pretty fine by our own means you know yeah and and that's one that's like a big reason why i think a lot of people who are out of town they move to madison wisconsin it's it's usually i think one of two reasons the first could be because of like work and epic is a huge employer in wisconsin and then the second of which is um, University of Wisconsin, which is a huge um, college. They have a lot of things going for them as well. Well, you say that second, but I'm sure that's the number one reason people move here. Y- young people, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a huge school, dude. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that during, like, the two years that I've, almost two years that I've lived here, I feel like I still haven't really seen, like, that herd of people, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been lucky enough to avoid, like, just being swamped in, like, a crowd. You clearly have never been to one of the college bars on a on a Friday night or something like that. I I, I avoid that, man. I just I just no, no, tend probably, to myself. It's calmly. probably good. Yeah, yeah. It's probably good. But you have, I take it. I mean, like one of our roommates. He's uh, his girlfriend just graduated. Yeah. From college actually. So, there that was our in. I guess relive our college days for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not like things aren't happening, but there's. I mean, it's an urban campus. There's a lot of stuff going on. Speaking of, like, reliving your college experience, how does it feel to you being, like, a grown adult but living in a college town? Like, does that make you feel old? (laughs) Uh, I mean, it is sort of, like, the way it's set up. You've got, like, your college area, and then there's, like, a half that... Like, Madison is still a young place, but there's there's parts of it that feel like, you know, uh, not college yeah. zone still. So, like, you if you're looking to stay away from that crowd, you sure, certainly there's, like, a place for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when you're on State Street and, like, it's the middle of the school and, say, just, like, any, any old night even... Uh, it, it can make you feel old. The streets be filled, man. People be screaming. Yeah, no, like, no, that's actually a good point because there are a lot of bars that I realize that are, like, more college-centric. And then, obviously, there's, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Wisconsin's known for really two things. The, number one is, like, cheese, right? It's, like, cheese curds, fried cheese, like, any form of cheese. 
and the second of which is drinking. So like alcohol, beer, like PBR was was founded I think Milwaukee or something like that. So that's sure. pretty that's pretty sick. We you have that going. Convince me of that. <laughs> Alrighty, so we now made it to the halftime show. Um, Jonathan, you're somewhat familiar with it, right? Or what do you know so far? I've been told that you're gonna give me three super easy questions and then perform a dance for everyone. Me? Yeah, that's what I. That's what I know. Someone be lying to you. <laughs> Someone straight be lying to you. But um, basically, how the halftime show works is, previously I've done like types of trivia, um, and because Jonathan's a very worldly man, I've decided to switch it 180, 180 <laughs> degrees, and instead we're going to do types of shoes. So I, I'm going to show him a picture of a shoe, and I'm going to ask him what the name is and what year it was made. And if he can't answer that, then he has to do a dance for us. Bro, you've got me fucked up. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I just want to hear your reaction. Um, but yeah, like the rules are, are very similar to what you see. I'm going to ask you three random trivia questions. They're not going to be geography related, or you're going to get it. <laughs> so This man's scared. He's scared. <laughs> and, and then uh, basically, you're not going to throw me a bone? Come on. Depending on what the question is, you know, I'll, I'll do a little filtering. Um, but basically, if you get all three questions correct, then I have to do a dance for 15 seconds. However, mm-hmm. if I, if you do not get all three questions correct, then you have to do a dance um, for 15 seconds. Okay, but but don't worry. I no know you. Sure. I know you have moves. That's the thing, though. <laughs> I've been, hey, I've been working through this one, so I'm just give me a. Mm. Two ready. hours later, mm, we're ready. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Are you ready for it? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Question number one. How confident do you feel? Ten out of ten. All right. Easy question. What year was McDonald's founded? I thought that was the first question. How confident are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? You're going to make me... This man doesn't want to dance for his people. Yo, I already sang last time. You sang? Oh, I didn't watch <laughs> that. I gotta watch that yeah, one. You, yeah, you gotta watch it. It was... I had to sing, uh... I had to sing, uh... I forgot what song I sang, but I sang a song. <laughs> you you, wanted, you forgot what song you sang? Yeah, I, I honestly forgot. <laughs> Look back at that video. Bro, I swear. Didn't you, like, film that, like, a week ago or something? It was It was more like five days ago. I feel, I, I feel like you're just buying time <laughs> dude it's not like I'm, that's not gonna help me like you're expecting me to get the exact year if you get this year correct then that will be your one question however because it's a little bit challenging if you get it wrong I'll still give you three more questions so like oh. it's so it's really just a pride thing right now can you get it so right so this is a bonus question basically no if you get it wrong everyone's gonna know you're, you're not gonna trivia so do you really want that out there Sorry that I don't know what year McDonald's was founded, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I gave it a shot, though. Let's see. When was McDonald's founded? <sighs> Had to be somewhere in the 20th century. And right? and, and do explain, like, yeah, my thought process. Exactly. I love how you're just like, putting you know, it out there. Here's my thought process, right? McDonald's is one of those, like, it's screaming mid 20th century to me because of all of the like the cultural shifts that were happening you know post war 
things are opening up, new American ideals, the American dream coming to life, and right at the heart of it, you got your Mickey D's thin, salty, fatty fries, as opposed to traditional, classical Belgian fries. All right. Tell you what, I bet it was founded a little bit before the era it got really popular. I'm gonna give you... The wheels are turning. We're gonna we're, we're pulling in. Uh, I've got. If we zoom in, we can see steam start going out. No, this we'll is this the is pipes are bursting. This is challenging. Nineteen forty-seven. Oh my! You're very you're very close. Actually. Am I? Yeah, you're very, you're very close, and how many and, years? That's impressive. Off? Uh, you're eight years off. Eight years. Yeah, that's hey, it. Sounds I'll like that. less than a decade. What was it? Uh, when was it? After it was nineteen fifty-five. So yeah, I was thinking fifties first. Yeah. Okay. That, no, that that's impressive, and just the, I mean, this is this is the reason why I'm giving you harder ones because I, for those who don't know, Jonathan makes Sporkle. Is that correct? That's yep. Sporkle.com trivia website. Yeah, Jonathan's really. Hey, no wait. This is the perfect plug. Hey, everyone, look me up on Sporkle at Chenchilla. That's C H E N C H I L L A. I'm only one of the top 100 users on the site. I got lots of content, all different types of trivia questions and stuff on there. Give me a shout out. Yeah, I know for sure. Yo, I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, no, like definitely do check it out. Jonathan spent a lot of time like making content there, and um, it's really cool. Like you also start making crossword puzzles, right? Yep, that's okay. my recent uh, fix right now. I've got almost. 50 stuff I've contributed and I want to say 10 or so of them have even hit the homepage on Sparkle so they got like vetted by mods and like seen by a larger audience and stuff so if you're into crosswords if you're into I, I mean honestly I've made so many different like topics that you'll probably find something that's interesting or you'll find something that someone else made so yeah definitely do check it out I'll link Jonathan's Sparkle um, in the description, so cool. All right, so now that we got the teaser out of the way, are you ready for your three questions? All right, let's do it. All right, starting with question number one: What country is famous for the fast food chain Jollibee? The Philippines, right? Yes, sir. Let's go. Why am I shaking your hand? This is I'm, I'm two steps away from from doing something uh, regretful. Next question: It's because you gave me that geography question. Uh, that's true. What do you call a popular mixed rice, meat, and vegetable dish in Korea? You have 10 seconds. Oh, shit. When, when, when did I get time, bro? I can't think under pressure. Nah, the, I definitely have heard the word before. What, can you say the question again? Am I allowed to ask that? You know what? No one's ever asked to repeat it, so yeah, I'll say it again. I just want to know the ingredients again, and you said. What do you call a popular mixed rice, meat, and vegetable dish in Korea? The name is escaping me. I think I've heard it before. Ten seconds left on the shot clock for the game winner. Will you blow this layup? <laughs> Two points to get. I'm not that. I'm not that kind of Asian, bro. Ah, uh, shit. 
bulgogi. I don't have time left, so I'm just gonna throw out. A uh, you're really close. Bulgogi's <laughs> is, is, a, is a meat. It's the meat. Yeah, yeah. It's a bibimbap. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, you know what, Jonathan? It's quite unfortunate. It's quite unfortunate. I think we've identified that food may not be your forte, but you know, for, for the for the sake of the trivia. I'm gonna ask you one more question. If you get it right, then then we'll do a redemption question. Okay. Bro, how many bonus questions I got? Uh, uh, no, I shouldn't say that. I should be thankful for the opportunity you're giving me. Um, let's see. What else? What is the weight of a gold bar in Fallout New Vegas? <laughs> Bro, actually, I take it back. I don't even know what that means. That's kind of dumb. That's a. Oh, you just sourcing questions on a website or something yeah yeah this, this is the same one that i asked harley and uh actually no when i asked harley i typed in um uh, expert trivia questions and most of them i didn't like i didn't know how to read the entire sentence because the words were like super complex things <laughs> i've never heard before that's expert trivia for you um okay what kind of animal can't retract into its shell that's a strange question <laughs> <laughs> isn't it a strange wording so, like, am I looking for, like, is the answer an animal? Yes. Okay. You have ten seconds. And it has a shell and it can't retract into it? Correct. Like a crab? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? <laughs> what, is that wrong? Are you telling me I'm wrong? <laughs> wait, actually, wait. Clearly, I think I need to repeat the question. Okay. What kind of turtle can't retract into a shell? You said animal. <laughs> what kind of turtle? Hey, hey, roll that back. He said animal. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might be right. I'll have to write it back. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, you said what kind of animal can't retract into its shell. <laughs> What kind of turtle? I'll start crying. <laughs> oh. I mean. The calm before the storm. Turtles. Turtles, tortoises. I'm just gonna go with a, a sea turtle. You got it right? Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> I was thinking, like, because, you know, the flippers don't really go in. I, yeah, like, when, when, when I, obviously, I knew the answer, I saw it. When I saw the answer, I was, like, just thinking of Finding Nemo. Like, how those turtles, they never, Crush, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, this guy's sweating now. He's regretting giving me that extra shot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I really am. Okay, this one's going to be a tough one, but... <laughs> If you get this right, if you get this right, I deserve to do a dance, okay? Okay. Let's hear it. The final question is, what is the number one seller at Walmart? Like, what number one selling product? Yeah. Oh. Is, isn't that, like, an interesting one? I guess. I wonder, like, who this is, put in the thought. This is a hard here. question. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the, the answer is going to be, like, something that makes sense in hindsight, but I don't know if I can pull that. I'm looking at the answer. I'm not even sure if that makes sense. <laughs> so you're just asking that because you know I'm not gonna get the right answer. <laughs> okay, now I gotta th come up with something. Yeah. Well, and also like, do like speak your mind, like go to the speak process. my mind. Yeah, yeah. Number one seller at Walmart. 
Walmart sells a lot of stuff. Uh, they're they're really in like they're like a one stop shop. You can even yeah. get gas there, I think, in some places. Yeah. Food is too obvious. I think I'm not gonna get. It's this is pretty specific. Specific. Yeah, like like if you're gonna say food, it's like an actual food. Right. Item. I'm ruling out a category. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's food. I don't think it's. I'll go ahead. I don't think it's clothing. Okay. Um. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Like going by categories, I feel like that gives you some peace of mind. Yeah, I think I. This is why I got the trivia belt on, you know? Because I think like that. Number <laughs> <laughs> right. one seller, it's going to be something weird. And also think of like quantity, right? When someone gets something, like. They buy a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that might help. Mm. It's, it's like something that maybe isn't reusable, right? Alright, I've been thinking about this for a little bit. I'm just gonna say it because F it, you know, at this point. My guess, final answer, we're gonna go with condoms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> for Walmart? I know, it's like not the op. It doesn't really make sense, but you kind of like leading me to believe it's not necessarily gonna make that much sense. Yo, g- g- wait, give me one second. Wait. <laughs> Can you explain to me why you guessed that? I'm gonna actually look on Walmart's website and see. I don't know if they sell them, but like I, I have that no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they do sell it. But I'm like, I wonder if we can like see what number in the category it is because it's not condoms. <laughs> I know it's not, but I just get that perception of people who shop at Walmart. No offense if anyone out there <laughs> shop at Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. So the answer was actually a food item. Believe it or not. Mm. Excuse me. Um, it was bananas. And I, th- I, th- I think that makes sense just because, like, again, like, I think they're counting the quantity of bananas, right? It's like each banana that's bought and, like, you know, they, they keep... Bro, then they could have said that their number one seller is grapes. Oh, okay. That's, that it might not be that, I would then. think that it's got to be, like, bundles of bananas. Yeah, you know, you're actually probably right there. Otherwise, they could be like bundles of leaves and like spinach. Yeah. Or or, or like, is yeah. definitely surprising to me. Yeah. Well. I don't know. You, I don't make the rules to the yeah, game. You do. I do make the rules to the game, but I don't make the, the answers to the trivia questions. So we're gonna close this real. Qu- Actually, we're gonna leave this open for a sec. And Jonathan. Um, it's actually a great time, a great segue to have you do our first live <laughs> our first live um demo of the halftime show so give the folks 15 seconds of the best move that you've got best moves the floor is yours you're not even gonna give me music to dance to no but i'll, I'll put music when we actually play it gosh this is so weird to think about. <laughs> all right i'm just gonna imagine something in my head yeah we're just gonna go start out slow you know Get jiggy with it. Get jiggy with it. I'm half a drink in. That's probably not enough. Okay. I'm just doing side step. Joints get a little loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks like you lost another one. Yeah. Get a yellow lower. Okay. 
mean, come on, man, here. Man, I can't believe you didn't dance Great, no, I mean, hey, next time. Great job, thanks for being a good sport. Um, it's never easy to dance in isolation, especially in another man's bedroom. <laughs> this man giving me questions about Walmart bananas. Yeah, but, um, yo, great, great job with that. Thanks for being a good sport, Jonathan. Um, I'll take two out of three. No, I, I think you killed it. So question for you before we, we dive into what's next. What are your thoughts about the halftime show? And like, would you have preferred something different? Or like, do you think it's creative? I mean, I think it's it's a great idea, but you gotta you gotta stop teasing your, your viewers, man. They wanna see you on the dance floor sometime. They know where I live now, so, <laughs> so, so you know, you, you know where to find me on a Saturday night. <laughs> you reap what you sow is all I'm saying, you know? You reap what you sow? I think I've heard that before. I still know what that means. <laughs> Could you break that down? Okay, so like, I mean, you live on a farm. Reap is just like some uh, like a gathering. Yeah, like you know, gather the crops. What you sow is like planting the crops. So you like you. So like, what you give is what you get, kind of. Yeah, like you reap what you sow. You had it come into you. You put yourself in that position. You know. I'm just saying, you make all these people dance for your viewers, eventually your viewers are going to want to see the man himself up there. For sure, and I, honestly, once we hit 100k subs, they will get that. <laughs> okay, you hear that, boys? 100,000 subs. Let's do it. 100,000 subs or 10,000 likes on this video. <laughs> 10,000 likes on this video, and I'll do a one-hour dance. Uncut. I'll just dance for a straight hour. Hey, let's make it happen. Okay? All right. Um, yeah, but yeah, thank you for being such a great yeah. sport there, Jonathan. Um, the, these next couple of questions, I, I kind of wanted to dive into more of, you know, the personal side. Uh, I know we explored your background. We talked a little bit about, you know, moving during the pandemic, how you felt during those times. We even got into doing a little bit of physical exercise. You got a little loose, got a little G with it. Hey, it's this trois pistoles, man. Dude. What can I say? Foreign beers, they do that. I mean, foreign. It's like a Canadian beer, but it's Belgian style. But yeah, foreign. It is technically foreign. Speaking of foreign, being an adult means that you have now graduated from college, and that is now a previous part of your life, uh, which which may to some people may seem a little bit foreign. But what was your worst college experience? If you can talk about it. Worst college experience. Huh. This one's kind of a... Yeah, we'll go with this. It's kind of a funny story at the same time. This was my first ever time that I threw up from alcohol. This was in college. I didn't do a lot of drinking in high school or anything like that. Yeah. So, freshman year, you know, I got a little in over my head. Um, to set the stage here for a little bit, we have... Our freshman halls in like this uh, we got a, a close group of people and our RA we called him dad because he had like a dad bod and he was just so he was definitely not the frat guy stereotype he's like the, the polar opposite he was this he's a he's a good guy stereotype um, he was just a year older than us, um, so it was his first year being an RA. Yeah. We all had a, an amount of respect for him, um, but 
would never catch him at a party or anything like that. So he's always telling us, you know, it's like, don't go too crazy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Watch out for yourselves. Looking out for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. A dad, you know? Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was that kind of guy. Um, and he was like, it's funny because like, you could tell he was not completely comfortable with being called dad. And that just made it worse for him. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why you guys called him that more. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, long story short, it's spring semester, and there's uh, one of the frats, I don't remember exactly which one, was doing some sort of um, themed night. It was called Chicken and Forties. Okay. They got, uh, I think, KFC Chicken boxes oh that's awesome and a bunch of 40s <laughs> um there were some uh punch there that we were indulging in and then there was also we ran into matt who was the ra the, the guy we called dad it was it's a pretty funny moment to see in there like you know him being drunk totally like completely 180 of what we knew of him and then we were all having a good time as well and he was like going on about how it was like so funny because he didn't even go out with us we just ran into him there and commenting on like you know he was saying like man i can't believe i haven't really been doing this as much i'm just gonna i'm gonna go out every weekend now something like that um uh there were a few people who had to to pull trig at the party but um eventually we, we got back um, and everyone kind of just kind of died <laughs> when we got back. What? Not literally, not though. Literally. Okay, no. I'm I'm being no, flagged. No literal deaths here. Yeah, we're we're talking metaphorically. Yeah. Um, when our, our RA got back, he drunk called his girlfriend from his uh from his room, and he. <laughs> I wasn't there for this, but I heard that he had started, like, throwing up while on the call. <laughs> Got it, like, all over his uh, front door. Uh, it was pretty bad. Um, there are a couple other um, instances as well of people having to empty the bowels, myself included. Um, my roommate happened to be out of town that weekend, too. So I ended up just, <laughs> I passed out essentially on top of my bed after getting back. And I woke up at like five in the morning or something, lights completely on, the door was completely open. I realized to myself, what the fuck? I've just been like here out in the open, sleeping, yeah. door wide open. It's kind of a, kind of a scary thought. Yeah, yeah sketch right very sketch yeah um the reason i woke up was so i could go back to the bathroom for another usage as it were and then i was able to close my door this time on the way back and then i was in a bad shape in the morning yeah my first uh hangover i guess so honestly that was I mean, physically, I was probably at my worst then. Um, yeah. 
it's kind of a funny experience looking back at it. Uh, not that I would do it again, obviously, but I, as far as just like worst college experience, uh, maybe there were some things that were like emotionally worse, I guess, around COVID, but physically is the angle I'm going with. And I'll just, I made some choices that night. I think I learned from it. I think we all did. Yeah. I feel like what what you described, I feel like I feel like that was a special moment because you got to bond with, you know, people that you didn't really see in that context. And that's always fun, I feel like, you know? It was definitely funny because afterwards the RA was basically like, Yeah, I, I just I don't have any power anymore. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just kinda dropped the whole being an RA thing around us. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Gotcha. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Um, obviously, we don't like to end on a bad note. So, what was your best college experience, or, or rather, actually, we'll switch it up. What is your best experience being in the Midwest? Best Midwest experience? Yeah, like being that you've been here almost two years. A lot of new things. I feel like, like number one, probably. I mean, this is speaking for myself, but like, living in a brand new place, like that's not like. Like, getting your own place, you know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. I lived in, in dorms in college, and then coming here, having to find a place and having to, like, figure out life on your own for the first time, how, like, being that you've been able to overcome that, and then just, like, I know you've been up to, like, a lot of different things, like, exploring, hikes, stuff like that. What tops the cake? Yeah. Uh, let's think. It's actually funny. I have, I have an answer for the best college experience, but... I have to think more on the best Midwest. Um, not that the Midwest hasn't been good to me, but I've been here for less time. Yeah, yeah. What with the college experience, then? Alright. Um, best college experience? Uh, one of the hobbies that I enjoyed doing, and I guess it became sort of more of a hobby because I, I got a minor in it, but I did theater a lot. Growing up, I got a theater minor in college. That's one of my passions is like acting and being around the stage one of my side jobs was working in the scene shop building sets for shows and stuff i've helped in pretty much every capacity for various shows from acting to directing sound design set design set building um backstage hands even some uh stage management uh, but the the experience that, that all culminated in my last show that I did at Wake which thankfully it uh, wrapped up right before the pandemic kicked in um, <clears throat> was a show that I did it was called Ever in the Glades based on like the Everglades it was about a group of young kids who were surrounded by all these Adults and these adults were just cruel and like oppressive. They were like roped into this system and the society that was just like suppressing all the younger generations. And the kids in the show were more so like the the picture of youth and innocence and their like struggle to break out of that system. And surrounded by these adults there's like this sort of metaphor that was going on with like all the adults being 
like the alligators that were living in the glades there. Pretty interesting uh, concept. The, the play right and like the play itself is pretty young. The, the, the book or the play I should say was only written back in like 2018 I want to say or okay. 2016 very recently so we were one of the first places to produce the show to bring it to life yeah mm-hmm. I that was the best role that I've had in a show before I was um, one of the, the kids there were like five of us um, who was trying to break out um, it was just a really good experience to be in that show to have such a major role and for that to be my send off show um, it just felt validating after a bunch of years of having a part but not really being the center of attention you know and you know I'm not the best actor admittedly um, lots of the people that I with most I would say were more talented than me in that regard but it just felt validating to be able to to get that experience before I left college so that's probably what I would label my best or my favorite experience well I'm really glad you actually got to finish that out given that it was later on the year like COVID could have changed things but yeah but that's so cool like being able to being that you've literally had almost every single role in terms of like building like the production like mm-hmm. from like a management side from like a role side from like maybe even script writing to a certain extent but i guess i dabbled in a play writing class but i'm not that great a writer <laughs> but no that, that's really cool thanks for sharing that i think i think when you start something and you get to see it in life and action and people actually enjoy it and seeing their reactions that's one of the most like fulfilling things you know mm-hmm and that's also the exact same fulfillment that I get whenever y'all smash the like button. So <laughs> smash the like button. If you guys enjoyed the podcast so far, the Midwest fucking sucks, bro. I'll leave that in here. Um, um, so, yeah, Jordan, thanks so much for, for joining me and for being another guest on the show. Um, what I like to do is, is to end with, with some motivational or some inspirational advice for anyone who's watching who's made it this far. Um, if you have any like motivational quote or inspiration or just any life lessons that you want to share, the floor is yours. It can be anything and everything. So please, Jonathan, take it away. Hmm. Wow, this is very open-ended. All right. You want my nugget of wisdom? Here we go. Spit it out. There's a lot of stuff that happens on in life and whatever you're going through I guarantee you this helps life is way too short to be worrying about whatever that small thing is you gotta you gotta just do what makes you happy you know you can't stay in a position that keeps you unhappy because you're focused on the long term or whatever like that if whatever that means to you that could mean take that position at that job that means go ask that girl out or something that could be as simple as saying that thing that I've been putting off for months now 
I've got to start doing that or else I'll never get over that nagging feeling that I'm not doing anything with my life. It's just not worth it to put things off if you feel like you would be better off for having done them. Don't be in a cycle. I really resonate and I'm really glad you shared that nugget. That was a very solid nugget. Thank you for sharing that. Honestly, like, the viewers just got that for free. I, I should maybe even cut that. No, I gotta yeah. start charging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's very fair. And that's also one reason why I'm actually doing this podcast. I feel like I've always wanted to learn how to video edit. Mm-hmm. I've always loved being able to create and being able to share off, to show off all my awesome friends and, like, what they're up to. I feel like that's, like, something that's super cool. So um, definitely took that piece of advice there Jonathan and yeah again thank you so much for being on the show um, you know where I live <laughs> feel free to feel free to, to dab me up and uh, we can get this thing rolling but um, that'll be a wrap for episode 3 of Sip and Soju podcast stay tuned for episode 4 peace alright that was that was that was legit okay you hear that boys 100,000 subs